not even something that I always have. It can be a hurdle in my life sometimes, but I always have it. I've always known my life to be with it. Wouldn't know any different. I always try not to let it stop me in my life. I want to always defeat the stereotype. I don't want to be put in a box. I just always want to help people remain positive where I can. And just repay the support and sacrifices my mum's always made for me. She's always been there for me. In the future, I'd like to have a career in TV. And remember, no matter what your disability, don't let it get in the way of achieving your hopes and dreams and your goals in life. And try and go beyond your disability. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I know. You wouldn't fit on one screen, so I've got a little bit. <laughs> This brings my journey of going. No, it's just that first line, sorry. <laughs> this brings my journey full circle. I'm currently studying my MA in television production and I hope to have a career in the TV industry. I'm due to graduate in July and I've made some close friends at university that have really helped me out. And remember, no matter if you've got a disability, don't let it go to stop you from achieving your hopes and dreams and go beyond a disability. This brings my journey full circle. I'm currently studying my MA in television production. I'm due to graduate in July. I made some really close friends at university who've helped me out a lot. I've enjoyed studying here and hopefully I'd get, would like to have a career in TV. And remember, no matter if you've got a disability, don't let it stop you from achieving your hopes and dreams and go beyond your disability.
episode. It's a one year anniversary episode, which I called One Year Later, uh, since I made the first one with the full uh, length documentary. So it's going to be slightly different to the uh, rest of the uh, episodes on the series. So let's begin. You might remember at the end of Beyond Disabilities, I ended with, remember, if you have a disability, don't let it get in the way of your hopes and dreams. And remember to go beyond your disabilities. And that was at the end of my uh, master's uh, degree, one year ago. Uh, one year ago, obviously, I was searching for jobs in the summer holidays, uh, trying to find jobs in the TV industry. And it's really, really hard because uh, most people in TV, not all, uh, start at the bottom as a runner or a, another entry level role. And uh, yeah, I'm just really, really like, persistent. I've always wanted to work in TV uh, since I left the university the first time in 2014. So let's take you back one year ago. Um, desperately trying to find a job. Uh, university recommended a website called mandy.com, but they were a lot of unpaid and uh, free jobs. So I wouldn't recommend them personally. Uh, and then uh, I kept, I, I decided, you know what, let's think outside the box. So to get my first job in TV, so there was these Facebook groups called People and TV Runners, uh, Deaf and Disabled People and TV, which is a really good one. And if you're in the north of England or, or the north of the UK, uh, TV Talent North are really good because they specialise in uh, local opportunities around the north. So I joined them, uh, kept applying, uh, didn't really get anywhere. Uh, um, I then thought, oh, what can I do to stand out? Uh, so I decided to use LinkedIn and contact people who worked in productions, just simply asking at the end of the day, uh, please can I send my CV to you and then give a detail about my, my degree and what I got up to during it and what my passions were. Then, uh, yeah, I got some lovely feedback. I got my CV stored on quite a few databases on production companies and uh, channels. And then afterwards, I saw an advert. Saw an advert for a show that was filming near me uh, called Dickinson's Real Deal, which uh, for those of you not in the UK, Dickinson's Real Deal is an antique show which airs on ITV uh, over here and where members of the public can go and get their antiques and items valued. Um, completely free to them, and then they can just, and then the dealer makes them an offer. They can decide whether or not to accept it or go to auction. And then if they go to auction or accept it, they get to keep the money. And it's hosted by David Dixon, who's a presenter and uh, antique uh, specialist. So uh, I applied just on the off chance, uh, and I was very lucky and very grateful that they offered me the job. Uh, now I had no idea what I was doing because uh, I knew what runners did uh, loosely you know what to do so I turned up uh, this was in must have been July or August last year so I turned up 
And then um, it was about, I think it was half seven call time. It's at a hotel near me, because Dixon's real deal, it travels across the country. It's not a studio-based show as such. It travels up and down the UK, uh, asking people to come and get their dying teeth. So I was very open about my disabilities, that the autism distractor, so it'll affect my hand-eye coordination, then all the elements I struggle with with autism. Um, so I decided, yeah, so I turned up. And a lovely production team, a lovely production runner. Uh, was very friendly, and we found out that we were all new entrants. So if you're looking to get into TV in the UK, can't recommend applying for Dickinson's Real Deal, if you didn't see, because they're a very good way to get into the industry and they're very, very keen on your entrance. So my first, because it was split into two halves the day, because we had lunch in, in the middle, which was kindly provided. Uh, so we all we rotated for the first and second half. So my first job was to check people in to the, um, show because obviously for security reasons and just keep a track of how many people are actually attending these events and these audience. So I then my first job was checking people in that required uh, getting people to sign a, a consent form that they consent to be filmed uh, if they had any kids with them to get them to sign a consent form on their behalf. Uh, handing out a little leaflet with a rundown of the day and what's likely to happen. Uh, and also uh, a leaflet about the uh, 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 the auction house that any items they wanted to could go to. So I did that, which was really fun because I really like that. One thing I love is interacting with the public. Uh, not everybody with autism does, but I, I love talking. <laughs> uh, I find it really fun and really exciting. I was a bit nervous to start with during the day, but. Um, that was fine, and hitting the ground running. That was really fun. Did that for the first uh, half of the day. For the second half, I then went into uh, looking after the VIP area, which is where uh, members of the public were waiting to be seen by a dealer because obviously it's a TV show. Um, so it's not always done in one take. Uh, so they could be waiting a while. So I served them refreshments, beverages, answered any inquiries they had about the day or the filming. So I really, really enjoyed that. And I was really lucky because uh, the lovely uh, team um, asked me back for an additional two days. Now, the other two days were uh, a bit different because um, one day was a filming day, but the other two days I was um, partnered up with one of my uh, friend Zoe who's quite a good friend of mine now um, and uh, we were handing out posters and leaflets and distributing them to uh, to location to the location where they were filming next uh, so that was good we got a lot of interaction uh, in the end we managed to hand out all the posters and flyers which was really good so, and we got quite a good attendance at the other filming locations which was lovely uh, then after that, it went a bit quiet because that was in the autumn, no, uh, in the August, sorry. Then in the autumn, uh, obviously at this point, I've been constantly sending my CV out on a weekly basis, well, maybe two weekly basis, and then updating it every time I got a new job. And then I, afterwards, I was lucky enough to be called uh, by uh, a game show over here called Moneyball in the UK, which is on ITV, uh, asking if I'd like 
I had an interview with them over the phone and that was my first proper studio experience, which I absolutely loved. And the team were brilliant. I had a great time at being in the studio in a proper Saturday night game show feeling, which was amazing. Uh, if you haven't seen it, if you're in the UK, uh, both series, I believe, are still available to watch. Uh, actually, <laughs> yeah, the series is available to watch on ITV Hub. Uh, amazing. So my mum was there. I just uh, be proactive. I'm a polite person, very proactive. So I was just getting drinks for the crew, uh, getting food, helping with anything on studio, helping checking in the audience. Uh, at the time, it was still relatively, it was in between lockdowns. I think, yeah, just before December lockdown. So basically we were checking COVID passes and just to answer any questions the audience might have. And yeah, it was brilliant. And uh, yeah, I met some really nice people on that. Made some good friends. Uh, Maya, who I'll talk about later, I'm now, uh, living in my own place which is really really good uh you know a long time coming <laughs> but no it's lovely then moneyball i was lucky enough to get uh this i know this sounded more like a tv uh, uh how to get into tv podcast rather than uh, uh beyond disabilities but i thought you know uh, big things that my life has gone from strength to strength uh, in the last year through my work uh, and through uh other things. Uh, so I thought I'd talk about TV first and I'll get into other bits later. After that, I was very lucky enough to get a job on The Voice Kids helping with the auditions, uh, which uh, again, if you're outside the UK, uh, there's a talent, global talent show called The Voice. Uh, they have a kids spin-off in the UK and I think other countries as well. So I was helping out with the auditions with that, which was really, really fun and really enjoyed it. Uh, and again, a very lovely team on The Voice. I've been very lucky. All my teams are lovely. have been lovely and brilliant and so inclusive as well, which I think is important, uh, especially with people with disabilities. Like I think in any job, not just TV, a, a, an inclusive team work makes it, but also I'd say, obviously it's up to you. I'd say you need to be, I'd say you probably feel better open up about your disabilities if you feel confident to uh, as soon as you get the job, because you should never be discriminated against if you have a disability. And then they can put uh, support in place to uh, help make your job uh, as easy for you as possible, rather than you worried all the time, like, oh, what if they find out I have a disability? Because every team I've worked with in TV has been so lovely and have put things in place to make it. And I haven't stressed about my disability at all. So Voice Kids was really good. Uh, then after that, uh, I worked on a dating show over here, First Dates Team, which was amazing because I'm a massive fan of First Dates, uh, which is a dating show set in a restaurant. They match couples up blindly and then uh, afterwards they decide whether or not they want to go on a date or not on Channel 4. That was fun because I wasn't running on that. Unlike those shows, I was logging, which is if you're logging, you're basically making notes of everything that happens up with time codes and everything. And, so mainly we were doing background shots, background conversations, datas, uh, and what the waiters and serving staff were uh, talking about. But it was really, really fun, and it was a dream to work on that. And then after first dates was when my life changed um, brilliantly. Uh, 
For those of you not in the UK, there is a children, there are two children's TV channels called CBBC and CBBiz. Uh, and I was lucky, very lucky enough to get a call from uh, them asking if I'd like to work with them for three weeks. Now I was over the moon because I grew up on CBBC and uh, and CBBiz and uh, it's just so much fun. As part of that, I was like, I get to dress up in costumes. I'm all for throwing myself in. Uh, I worked with some amazing presenters. Uh, uh, I wrote some scripts as well. And I, honestly, I had the best time. It was just so much fun working in the team. And uh, they are definitely an amazing, amazing, lovely team to work for. And they, I'd say, they're probably uh, where I felt more confident talking about my disability. I never like shy away from it, but uh, there was, like working for the BBC in particular, uh, they're so, so inclusive. Uh, like my managers have been so adaptive and put things in place to help me, been so, so supportive. Uh, so I was only meant to be there for three weeks. I was lucky enough to be there for seven months and it was brilliant. And as part of that, which I put a clip in uh, now, uh, I went on the BBC 100 Shave Story Tour. So for those out who do not know in the UK, outside the UK, the BBC, uh, which is the uh, public broadcaster in the UK, and they also have channels all around the world. Uh, they're 100 years old in 2022. And as part of that, they're going up and down the country to his secondary schools, asking staff and then it, to share their stories about time. Could be anything really, but I talked about my autism and dyspraxia. Uh, it was so heartwarming uh, seeing the kids and just the main reason I did it was to be, to make just to spread the word about disabilities, to help educate them. So again, reason I do this podcast series is to show that just because you have a disability doesn't mean you can't achieve your hopes and dreams in life because I've always wanted to work in TV and I'm so, so lucky and grateful that I'm working in uh, TV. Uh, and I met one of my good friends, uh, Steph, uh, like she's uh, neurodivergent as well and uh, she's, she's lovely. And she's helped me a lot when working in BBC. We're still good friends now. Uh, but yeah, the tour was one of the most, uh, I, I, I can't think of any words. It's just heartwarming. And uh, yeah, absolutely loved doing the tour. And I'm going back in October as well to do another round, which would be quite good. And update it with all the things I've been up to since then. Um, that was amazing and then uh, lucky enough to get uh, offered a job on uh, the longest running children's tv show in the world uh, for you outside the uk that's called blue peter uh where they have presenters they do presenter challenges break world records it's a uh, it is sort of a topical magazine show for children but it's much more than that kids can write in and uh and write for bad and uh yeah, apply for badges, because there's different badges. You've got blue, which is the classic iconic badge, green, purple fan club, music, sport, silver, uh, gold, and an orange competition badge. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the team's so lovely. I've been looking after that help in location, help out in the studio. Uh, yeah, it's been, I, I can't believe in my first year 
working in TV. I've been so, so lucky to work on so many amazing shows and work with some amazing teams, brilliant, talented presenters, and I've been really, really lucky. So that's where I am now in my uh, job. Outside of my job, uh, I've published my stories. Now, if you didn't see the first episode, I'm an author. I've been writing stories about 15, 16 years now, but I've never felt confident enough to publish them. Um, so I've been reworking and I don't know, it just originally never felt complete because I've always had this idea of how my stories would end. So I start backwards from the end, but I've never realized how I want it to, uh, like the middle bit, the more bit, if you like. Uh, so I've been working on those and those and those, and I felt confident uh, earlier this year to publish them on Amazon. Uh, if you search for Tales from the Eternia, that's basically all my stories from what I call the Eternia collection, which is basically every story for the first 15 years, because I'm also currently writing a brand new story called Broken Promises, which will be out next year, most likely. Uh, which is a standalone story. It's set in the same universe, but it's not aliens or anything because my stories are mainly sci-fi fantasy. So it's more fantasy uh, and, and less sci-fi in this one. So I'm really excited for that. I joined a creative writing group because my one of my good friends, Tiff, uh, asked if I wanted to go, which is absolutely brilliant and uh, have a great time. Uh, it's so much fun. Then also big news for the first time, I've moved into my own place uh, recently, which is amazing, uh, which is a big thing I think for someone with disabilities because obviously they might be afraid to do so. Uh, they might uh, not feel, not afraid, but maybe not feel confident enough, but I think you should just go for it. If you want to move out and it's your choice entirely because I'm sure that anyone's parents would want them to stay with them as long as they could. I would say just if you can afford it and you find and it, it's the right place and the right time, go for it. Because I'm moving in with one of my friends who also works in TV, uh, Maya, and uh, it's very close to where I work. It's close to like local uh, uh, shops and things. Uh, so yeah, it's really, really good. I've been... So yeah, that's me up to date with life. Now, what do I want for the future? So hopefully I hope to progress in my career. Uh, I, I'm very lucky to be where I am after a year, which is not the same for everyone. So I'm hoping to go up to a researcher level. Uh, hopefully I'd say within the next year, that would be, it'd be lovely if I could. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. Different people take different times and it's just been in the right place and the right time uh, where you feel confident enough to step up. I, also in the future, this is a bit way off, I uh, would like to own my own house. Uh, um, it's, I mean, don't know, I'm enjoying where I am now. I'm not planning to move out anytime, anytime soon. Uh, obviously, I'd like to do more episodes of Beyond Disabilities. So uh, if you go on Instagram, Beyond Disabilities, uh, then you can keep up to date with all the latest information and when the next episodes are out. And also, because I do have quite a few plans, uh, I just want to go out, keep going on adventures, keep going to theme parks, go keep go, trying different things, different foods, uh, and just live life to the fullest. And maybe in the future do a doctorate degree, I don't know. 
I'm not sure. I haven't thought that far. I think I think I want to love love education, but I think I need to work on my career at the moment. So yeah, that that is me. Uh, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this episode of Beyond Disabilities, a special one year later. I know most of it's been about TV, which wasn't my attention, but it's been it's a big part of my life, and I love working in the TV industry. Uh, I'm very grateful to where I am, to all the teams who've taken a chance on me, uh, to all the lovely friends and people I've worked with, to the brilliant presenters. And I hope to continue to do so for a long time and hopefully be lucky. So I thought about how I can end uh, this episode. And to be honest, there's only one way I can end it and that's with the ending of the original episode. So just because you have a disability doesn't mean you can't achieve your hopes and dreams. And remember to go beyond your disability. <laughs>